But when we sat down with those people and really just said, hey, what's going on? It's the same spirit. So then it just becomes super easy to write and to be vulnerable and trust each other. What's up, everyone? Just want to say a quick welcome to everyone tuning in, whether you're watching this video or listening. Um, just want to say welcome. Thanks so much for being here. Uh, we've got a special thing for you today. For those of you that don't know, uh, Luke Community has always been very passionate about songwriting, specifically with regards to worship music. And we're all about collaborating with worship leaders and songwriters to, to sow back into the kingdom through worship music. So loop worship is a means of this process happening. We've released several songs under the name loop worship. And today we're going to be interviewing and talking with the writers of Heaven's Open, which was released back in February of this year. So guys, thanks so much for being here again. Um, this is really awesome to have you guys all in one call, just chatting about the songwriting process and whatnot. So if you guys just want to go around and just give a quick introduction, um, telling us a little bit about who you are, where you're calling from, and what experience you have, you know, whether it's leading worship or playing music, just tell us a little bit about that, and uh, and we'll go from there. Hey, everybody. My name is Jared Anderson. Kind of my role is one of the hosts of a songwriting retreat called Co-Write, uh, where this, I guess, co-writing session took place, and different ones to speak to the origins of the song and kind of the layout I kind of came into the picture of this song rather later, in, more in the editing process. And so I'll speak to that later, but I'm calling in from Colorado Springs, Colorado. And it's a pleasure to join you guys. Hi, I am Jamie Swilly, and uh, we live in South Nashville, Murfreesboro to be exact. Uh, we planted a church about three years ago and uh, I lead worship at the church and have been leading worship Gosh, I'm a preacher's kid. So I guess I was leading worship at like three because that's what preacher's kids do. So, um, yeah, I've just been leading for years and love it and love the opportunity to write. I've written a lot of different worship songs, but the whole process of collaborating with other worship leaders was like amazing. So amazing. Uh, hi, I'm Chris Moore, and uh, I'm from uh, Brandon, Mississippi, which is right outside of Jackson, uh, the state capital. And uh, this trip last year to co-write was my third trip to co-write. I've gotten to just meet amazing lifelong friends from, uh, from those writing experiences. And uh, where worship kind of has fit into my life, I've been a part of our worship choir and uh, different production uh, elements and stuff at, uh, at my home church, Pine Lake Church, uh, here in, outside of Jackson, Mississippi. And uh, yeah, it's, it's just, a, just an amazing thing to get together with people that you maybe have never met before and come out two or three hours later with uh, some new expression and creation. And uh, it's just a lot of fun. I'm Oren, Oren Mozon, Oren Joshua Mozon. I am calling in from Denver today, Colorado. Worship for me, it was a thing I did. I started doing it in high school. Um, I started writing in high school. I'm just loving the process of getting to put language to scripture and to what my process has been with the Lord. And then, so yeah, so coming to co-write was super fun to collaborate with people that I had never met, but with people that I had heard of, like Jared Anderson my whole life, and been playing his songs since I was in high school. So, but yeah, so it's been cool to go about the process of co-writing the last few years specifically. Um, and yeah, what the fruit of it has been really life-giving for me. So I, it was an honor to be a part of it. 
Yeah, very cool. Very cool. Jared, for those that aren't familiar, just share a little bit about what CoWrite is, kind of how that came to be, kind of what the process looks like. You know, how did all of you end up in the same room together? It wasn't really till I was invited by a publisher to Nashville that I kind of got in this zone of, oh yeah, you and me are going to get together on Tuesday at 10 a.m. We're going to write a song. Like, yeah, of course that would happen. Yeah. Uh, that just wasn't in my framework. We didn't do this at my church. If you did collaborate, it was very like kind of haphazard uh, or a little bit random. So as I just began to meet more and more people, I would come across people who were like me, like hadn't been invited to that process. And I just thought, man, I don't know that we need a publisher to invite people. Like we all, all friends, like what if we could just get together and collaborate? Like there's music that I will never write by myself and I need other people in order to produce what's inside of me. And I never had that experience outside of collaborating. Now I write by myself, but collaborating is a whole nother element. It's an awesome way to meet people. So I just thought I'd take the risk and call a bunch of friends and say, hey, do you want to come to Colorado? And, and even though you don't know one another, yeah. let's write together. And then we would play the songs we wrote that day at the end of the day. And it just became this like such a magical experience. I'm like, I can't not yeah. do this. <laughs> so, yeah. so we're still still after it, just making space for people and encouraging and coaching yeah, that's awesome. So Jared, it's actually your your son who's the credited writer on the song. He can't be with us today, but uh, with the exception of him, all of you guys, you know, had never, you know, met each other. You're in this room writing. <laughs> what was that? What was that like? Had you had any writing experience prior to that? Was there at all a period of like, you know, timidness or, you know, what tips would you give to a worship leader who maybe is in a similar situation? Just kind of share your experience. Any of you that have a thought to share, just go for it. <laughs> it's super awkward. <laughs> it's really awkward because you have all these like babies. They're, they're like your brain babies of these ideas of songs you want and you're putting them out there to people you've never met and you don't know how they're going to respond. So it feels a little vulnerable, but also um, super exciting at the same time. Gosh, I mean, Jared, you, you said it. it can be a very magical thing. You know, I've gone on writing retreats with my church. And, you know, whether it's just your church body that hears it or more so than that, to have birthed songs as a songwriter, it's just such an authentic expression of worship that I would encourage any worship leader to at least, you know, take a step in, kind of investigate. That's that's a gift that God's given us is the ability to songwrite. So it's just been very cool to watch this co-write thing happen and see that see that happening. So uh, yeah, the Loop Worship Project has been all about kind of empowering the local worship leader to do that and, and you know, give them a voice. So it's been very cool. I appreciate y'all, you know, kind of stepping out in that way. Jared, you were involved kind of in, in the editing process later on what was it like for you? You know, you saw the song, you probably heard this song at co-write, correct? And then now you've seen it come through um, to this finished product. You know, what was it like to see kind of both ends of that process? Oh, man. The retreat was over. We kind of had a batch of songs. And then it's like, okay, it, there's kind of this almost like maybe pressure or like, what's the next step? Like, what's going to happen now? And you know, it's such 
uh, task or like a, it's a big effort to just put it on and get everyone there. And then it's like, now we have this, like Jamie said, these babies, right? These songs, you are like, uh, oh, we're responsible for all these. So I just like, this song just kept coming back to mind. I kept playing it at the piano, I kept singing it in the car. And I don't know how long it was. Maybe it was maybe a month or two later. It still like won't go away. And started reaching out to uh, Oren and um, the different ones like, hey, what's the next step for this one, you know? And then Matt McCoy got involved and was like, hey, I think, you know, this is, it really is, it's collaborative from beginning to end. No matter how intentionally you say, no, no, you and I are the writers. There's an environment, prehistory to the song, and then there's other teammates that take it on and do more from the musicians to, you know, people entering information into the databases and ASCAP and registration. Like it is collaborative from beginning to end. So I feel like I had, you know, got to carry the torch for a few hundred yards, but there's been so much of the marathon attributed to so many people. Yeah, very cool, very cool. Oren, what would you say has, you know, has the song played you know, what a role has it played um, in your life? You know, even from the writing process to having a complete thing, you know, what does it mean to you to have not only a song that's been written, but then to also collaborate and then like have it, you know, have it released and out to the world because a lot of people will write songs, but maybe are scared to share them, you know, to sing them on stage in front of their church. You know, what encouragement might you give to someone in that position? just to, you know, to motivate them and encourage them to step out in that way? Yeah, that's a good question. I think I might not answer it directly, but I have a lot of thoughts based on what you said. Um, it's, it is such an interesting process to, um, I, I feel like we've used that in our, in, at the retreat and even in my own language and our conversations that we've had is like songs are like your children a lot. And it's, it really does feel like that, especially in the collaborative process where you kind of have to like let your kids grow up, whether or not you want them to, or whether or not you're ready for them to. So I get, I can kind of speak to maybe where the song started because I, I think what one of the main things we kind of built the song around was that pre-chorus idea of as the elders cast their crowns, we join with heaven now and lay it all down. So that, that line kind of came out of, so I'm a part of Upper Room Denver, a church up here, and we have like a prayer room that we, 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 we meet weekly uh, and just we would get together to pray and worship. And so there was a moment where we were worshiping with, with a song that led into a moment like that. And so it really started from this place of worship that for me felt really like vulnerable and authentic. And then as we were sitting in the room, I don't, I don't remember exactly how it played out, but like every different right we were in, it was always the, okay, so where do we start? Who has an idea? Who, who wants to go first? And I don't know if mine was the first idea or not, but like it was an idea that people kind of started to like rally around. And so in that, mo- in that moment, I had a choice of like, maybe I shouldn't have done that. Maybe I shouldn't have given it up to the people that I don't know. And I think we're fortunate enough. We had kind of interacted. A few of us had before. So we weren't complete strangers, like just met. Now we're writing. We were like at the retreat center. We met over dinner. So we kind of built some kind of relationship. So that felt a lot better. But there was that submission process to the rest of the team that was writing that I didn't know their styles. I didn't know their background. I didn't know even if like, are you going to want to worship to this? And like, because for me, when a song 
and and I think I would just say this in general, like if a song is born out of worship, then it'll probably be good for worship. You know, if it's like, if it's born from a place of purity, then it, it can go the distance. And so I think along the process, there's all these different steps of we started somewhere, but like whatever happens after that is the Lord's doing. And it's trusting, it's trusting Jamie, it's trusting Becca, it's trusting Jared to, yeah. hey, there's, there's a vision that like, yeah, maybe it started in a room at a church that I was a part of, but it continued in this room where none of us knew each other. And then it continued in a studio and it continued all these places. And it's really like trusting the Lord. I grew a lot in learning just to trust the Lord with, um, if he wants a song to go somewhere, it'll go somewhere, you know? And like, whether it stays with Luke community or it goes somewhere else after this, like, that's not my doing anymore. I've just like, I've stewarded something and we've stewarded something and like, we've, shared we shared it and now like we're all in it and i think just trusting the lord in that process is probably the biggest thing i would say to people that don't know what to do with their songs is just trust the lord like share it with people but also there are some songs that you might write that i've written that no one will maybe ever hear and i'm okay with that because it's all about stewarding what the lord's given me not about becoming famous or anything like that that was a long answer to your question. I think I no, might, might have hit it. All, that's all good stuff. Yeah. I mean, do any, does anyone else have, have any thoughts on that? I will just say, describe it so well. And it takes such trust to let yourself open up and to receive from other people who you're, yeah, you're just beginning to open up to. And this is like risky on so many levels. Yeah. That's what charges it with energy and excitement. And beauty, honestly, because at any point you could just be like, oh, you know what? <laughs> I think I've had enough. Thank you all. And be out the door. And and you'd be totally like sane for doing that. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. So, uh, yeah. So it's super stretching and such an honor to witness people taking these risks. Yeah, that's, that's so cool. I was just going to say, I think it's super cool in, in both scenarios that, um, cause at the retreat we had, um, multiple opportunities to write with different people. But when we sat down with those people and really just said, Hey, what's going on? What's going on with you? Where do you want to write from? It's the same spirit that yeah. lives in all of us. Yeah. And we were in the same vein. And so I think, you know, in both scenarios, when the ideas were brought to the table, everyone was like, yeah, me too. Me too. Like just right there with it. And I love how the spirit of God uses those moments, one, to make you think, well, I'm not crazy. Okay, everybody else is on the same page. And then two, to just realize it is the same spirit. He is working through all of us in the same vein. And so then it just becomes super easy to write and to be vulnerable and trust each other with your ideas. I can't tell you. I mean, we've been on retreats, you know, with, with people that I'm regularly worshiping with. And I mean, yeah, just just the way you said it's it's shocking, you know, the number of times you get in a room with people that, you know, you had no prior conversation with, but, you know, someone says, hey, the Lord really has put this on my heart, and someone's, you know, got their Bible open to a passage talking about exactly that, or, like, the Lord literally said the same thing to me, you know, and it's just, you know, evident that those things don't happen, those things aren't, you know, accidents by any means, you know, and that that unity that comes with that spirit is something that, you know, I, I just wish every worship leader to experience, you know, through songwriting. It's just when you collaborate with other worship leaders, it can be, I mean, as we said before, just a truly, you know, magical and, and, and reverent experience. So thanks for sharing. Chris, tell us a little bit from yeah. your perspective, kind of what 
that whole process looked like for you, you know, when Heaven's Open is, is being written, you know, with any songwriting experience you had previously, what was, what was your mindset coming into that room, writing that song with these guys? Uh, the, the cool thing for me was, was having been at co-write before, um, I'd been in several sessions that were like that as far as just you walk in, you don't know each other. Um, maybe you get to meet each other the night before the, the morning of, you know, and, and chit chat and just kind of like, you know, get a name with a face. But, but like Jamie was saying, it's, it's so cool to walk into that room and, and then really just find out that the Lord has just really put these different things in each of us and connecting us, even if there's different aspects and, and backgrounds. You know, it, it's amazing that that common thread that he will knit through us so that we can come together in those places. And um, and just to speak to, you know, Jared and their process, you know, prayerfully putting the groups together, because a lot of times they assign the groups. So, you know, they don't and, and half the time they don't even know us. So we walk in and there's just names on a piece of paper and then you walk into a room and it, it's, it's like a family. You know, it, it's really really, really cool the way that the process works. And, um, you know, so for me, you know, walking into that scenario with, with Heaven's Open, just to hear everybody just start to put the ideas out and, and it's, you know, just starting to gel. It's, I don't know, it's hard to describe. It's like, it's just, if you haven't experienced it before, I would encourage you to do it. Just, you know, it, it's something that if you have that inclination to, to be a writer and to, to pursue that, there's just nothing like it. Even when you, when you run into roadblocks, you can still benefit from those type of sessions, but it's just so magic. Like you said, it's magical when you, you get in the room and it starts to click and it, you start to get that anxious anticipation when it, when it really starts to come together. And, um, and, and that was a lot, a lot of, you know, kind of what it was like for us in that room. Very cool. What tips would you give someone who maybe is in that environment, but I mean, they're not, they're not used to, really maybe they've written songs, but they're not used to collaborating. You know, they're afraid of stepping on toes or they don't want to throw out ideas because they don't want to get their idea, you know, rejected or something like that. How would you encourage a worship leader in that position? I would say that, uh, you know, one of the things that, uh, that Jared told us at the very first co-write, it's always been my go-to when talking to people about writing is he said, learn to love the process. If you walk into a, a co-writing situation if you have a, an expectation, you, you want to walk in expectant, but at the same time, you know, when we walk in the room, we, we don't care if we finish the song. We have that as a goal, but if we, we just kind of submit all of that and lay that down at the, the cross, God, look, you take this for whatever it is. And if you knit us together as friends and what we do never leaves the room here, that's okay. We, we will all grow from the process and be better you know, we, we may make new friends here. And, you know, if we get something out of it that goes outside of the door of this room, then, then that's great. But as long as we're growing as people and as, as brothers and sisters in Christ, then, you know, that's the goal. And so when you walk into it with that perspective, it doesn't matter if it's not a successful, you know, completed song, you've still had a successful writing session. Yeah, man, those are, those are great thoughts. It's, yeah, it's not about, it's not about the end result, but I mean, that's, what's been so cool about, you know, loop worship, being able to, you know, come alongside and, and hear these songs. Cause they're, I mean, we, we heard a lot of the co-write songs and man, it's like, you can get a sense of that, that unity, you know, that was in the room. 
and just think about how many worship songs are written that they're just so beautiful, you know, at their core and they don't ever need to be, you know, released or played on some, you know, big service or anything like that. I mean, yeah. I mean, as long as they are, you know, being sung in reverence and in your local church and they're benefiting your local body. I mean, that's, that's what it's all about. So uh, yeah, we just love all, all of your, your hearts behind it. So yeah, just thank you guys again. One question that just came to my head as a worship leader, how would you say songwriting, if it does at all influences your ability to lead a congregation and worship like in the moment, you know, getting alone and, and writing songs, you know, whether you're actually leading those songs, would you say it has an effect in, in your, you know, whether you're worshiping spontaneously or anything like that? Have you seen that have an effect in, in the way you lead worship in a live setting? For me, so I'm going to kind of hit the last question too at the same time, because I think they kind of coincide is when you go to start writing songs, a lot of times you don't know what to say. And uh, we've just always told our teams, go back to the scripture. Because then you don't sound stupid. You can say, hey, listen, Jesus said it. So it's not even my idea. It's just, you know, from the word. But so that kind of helps. But when you start writing from scripture, that gets embedded in you. It gets embedded in the people in your church and you're teaching them the word. But then what happens, at least what I've seen is in the crossover of spontaneous worship, you're not just singing out nothingness. You're singing out the word of God because it's in you and what you put in comes out. And so for me, when I'm leading worship, I find myself, we find our team really in times of spontaneous worship where I'll hear them singing out. That's found in Revelation. So you can, you can hear that in the Psalms. You can find that, you know, that's powerful. And so if you've never written a song before, I would speak to that. Just say, write from the word. There's so many great scriptures to write from. And that's where this whole song came from, the yep. scripture, so... That has been my experience too, because even with, what's a cool thing about the songwriting process, the co-writing process is so, I mean, even when we were writing this one, like I was taking notes and writing them down in my journal as we were writing, there were so many ideas that we had that didn't actually make it in the song, but you still have so much material for the future. Like when you, even if you just think about that, like there were things that someone else said that I'm like, oh, that was good. Wrote it down. And I can still engage with that later whether or not it's a song or a spontaneous moment or just with, with the Lord. And so no, nothing is wasted in those co-writing sessions. And that's kind of, that's kind of what was just said is that like, it's never like a, it's not a failed session if the song's not finished because there's something, there's something there. Something happens when God's people come together in unity and just try, you know, and it's, and it's a similar vein in a corporate worship setting. Like, people get together and worship, like something happens. When people get together to write and to, to read and sing from scripture, something happens. So I would just say, yeah, they absolutely correlate because nothing is ever wasted in one place versus the other. And even like what I was sharing, like moments in corporate worship can go into the co-writing session and moments from a co-writing session can go into corporate worship. And so it all relates because it's like we are, I don't know, that's just what the, how the body of Christ looks sometimes. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's funny. A lot of worship songs that, you know, the worship ministry at my church, like a lot of them have started with ideas that came out of a moment of spontaneous worship, just like, just like you mentioned, you know, we'll then bring those, we'll literally have this look, you know, as, as we're like leading, you know, and we'll talk after the service, like that was special, you know, and then we'll revisit that idea. And similarly, when you're in a, a, a closed room, you know, with other writers, you know, 
whether you just start out worshiping, a lot of times what flows out naturally is maybe not what you set out initially to do, but it's just what what flowed out of you. So I think, you know, those two things, leading worship and songwriting are, you know, more closely related than maybe a lot of worship leaders realize. And it's kind of cool to see them flow, you know, back and forth. And so, yeah, thank you guys. I just want to give you guys kind of open it up. Any other any other thoughts you have on on anything we've talked about that you'd like to share for anyone watching, you know, starting to dabble in writing? I just wanted to open it up, see if you guys had any closing thoughts. Jared has a really good thought he wants to share. <laughs> no, I, I just just as we're even talking about writing, I can feel like my like my body awakening to this to this hunger for a living word. And whether it's in a song that's already been written or whether it's in a song that I want to write, this song in particular, Heaven's Open, I mean, holy, 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 worthy of the glory, the one who was and is, is to come. Oldest words in the book, right? Yeah. Like, gosh, how many people have used it? How many people have said it? How many times have we recited it? And yet... Singing that the first time I led that song with congregation, they just sang it as if they'd known it forever. It was like, and just like, not with annoyance on their face of like this again, but with like, oh yeah, <laughs> these words like revived and refreshed. And then I'll never forget in the, the showcase where you guys went into crowning with many crowns. It was like, oh. <laughs> You brought something back that I didn't even know I was so thirsty for. And it just like this language and melody just has a way of like charging us. It gets past a lot of our defenses and it starts putting like name tags on just different feelings and things that haven't, haven't been so clear. And it brings so much, so much life and awakening that, to engage in the process is just to be in the stream, in the living word. And also, it's so thrilling because there is uh, such a risk involved. I've been in a lot of writing sessions when no one in the room is willing to risk. We all know what we're comfortable saying and what we're not comfortable saying. That is the line and we will not cross it. So we will stay right here. And we, we never end up with anything worth anything. And these are people in the room that are like, supposed to be like A-list, got their name on everything, right? <laughs> right? And then you get in the room with someone who's like, I don't even know if I know how to write a song. And they start talking, start singing. You're like, oh my gosh, there's nowhere else I want to be. So that's the beauty of, of it is that no one's got it nailed down. We are unqualified poets, uh, hungry for the living word. And that's a beautiful club to be a part of. It's always open. Yeah, that's a great club. And, and Matt, one, one thing I would say just to anybody that's watching and listening that feels like they may want to, you know, engage in the right, just do it. Just, just go for it. Find some kind of community if you want to co-write. You know, write as much as you can by yourself, but just do it and be vulnerable and take that risk because, you know, it, it quite literally, if you don't risk something, you, you, have, you, you give up any potential gain. I mean, there is just, it's worth the risk. It absolutely is. 
Yeah. And I can even say that co-write for me, it wasn't my first co-writing experience, but it was my first like retreat, especially with people I didn't know. And since then, man, it like, once you start, like you can't get enough, honestly, like when you find the beauty in it, like I was at a songwriting retreat last week because mostly like, because I did one down there. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I have to bring this back to my community. We have to be doing this stuff. We have to be writing because the Lord wants to say something unique through us. And even what Jared was just saying is yes, those words have been sung before, but they've never been sung that way by us and so like we are taking our place in a song that has been going on from ages past and will go on forever you know and that's what that's what the work is that we're getting to do it's learning to like find our place because in 2020 no one can write the song that we write this year in the middle of a pandemic because in 2000 no one was in a pandemic so like we have something new to say yeah something that someone in 2040 won't have to say in the same way that we have to say so like it's both that personal fire that you have to start feeling like, Hey, the Lord has something to say through me that he can't, or that he won't say through anyone else in the way that he can say it through me. And I, I guess the way I'm even saying it or thinking about it now is like, it's confident humility because like God can use someone else to say what he wants to say through me, but I'm humble enough to believe that, but also confident enough to say, well, they can't say it like I can, because my history with the Lord is different than theirs. And there's not like pride in that. It's just confidence in the Lord in that. And I feel like that's the way we have to approach songwriting is, is humility, but also being bold enough, like Jared was saying, to like take that risk and be like, if they don't love my idea, that's okay. I can follow it away and write on it later by myself, or I can find a different group of people that can write around it. But like, yeah, you got to start somewhere because like once you start, if you have a great experience, like it won't die in you. And if you don't have a great experience, it's okay but just keep trying and find that great community that you can have that great experience with. I got pumped just hearing you guys talk. I, I was there. Jared's like, that's what it's about. Let's go! <laughs> oh, man, that's great. Well, anything, anything else from you guys? I just want to thank y'all so much, seriously, just for taking the time to do this. It means the world. It's been such a, such a cool thing to see these songs, you know, come to life in the way they have. So can't thank you guys enough. For anyone watching, you can get the tracks of Heavens Open at loopcommunity.com if you're interested in leading this at your church. Of course, it's available to be listened to on any streaming, Apple Music, Spotify, all those things. So check it out. And guys, thanks so much one last time and uh, wish you guys all the best. We're always praying for all of our writers and, and everything and your, all of your endeavors. So thanks so, so much. Thanks. Man. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank thank you. Talk to each of you soon. Thanks so much for watching, everyone. Thanks for joining us on the Leap Community Podcast. Music from this episode is brought to you by John Guerra from his album, Little Songs. Make sure you check it out on Apple Music or Spotify. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, leave a review and a rating. It means a lot. We'll see you soon.